Hello and welcome to the Bizpreneur podcast. I'm Kevin Ross and I'll be diving deep into conversation with entrepreneurs, hearing their stories, the highs, lows, tips, tricks and tactics, and most importantly to see where we can learn and hopefully be inspired. Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of the Bizpreneur podcast. Today I have Matthew Collins of the Sibley Food Company in Ballydesma County Cork. Matthew has went from strength to strength over the last three years, growing his business with all sweet treats and has become very well known for his cheesecake pots. So I hope you enjoy and I really appreciate you tuning in. Thank you very much. There was orders coming in for kind of 150 cheesecake pots a day. There was just queues everywhere. My mother's kitchen, so it was chaos. Every night before I go to sleep, I have to flip my pillow. Matthew Collins of the Sibley Food Company, welcome to the Bitchpreneur Podcast. Thank you very much. Um, it's great to be here, and I'll be always be able to say now I'm the first guest on the biggest podcast in the world in a few years' time, hopefully. Oh God, I really don't know about that. Um, but thank you very much. I'm really excited about it now. So Matthew, give us a quick introduction to who you are and what you do. Cool, yeah. Uh, my name is Matthew Collins. I'm 24, and I'm from Belly Desmond in Cork, kind of on the Cork Kerry border there. And I suppose I have a small food company. The Sibley Food Company, and I'm also a secondary school teacher in Cork. So I qual- I graduated from college there last May, May 2020, just the beginning of the pandemic. And yeah, I suppose then for the summer, we were flat out with food. Then I went teaching in September, and I'm currently teaching now up until June anyway, and whatever after that. All right, okay. So you're clearly not idle anyway between the business and the teaching, but... Before we move along to the part where we talk about how your product is drawing cues to shop fronts, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go right back to the start, Matthew, and just talk about where did this all begin? Yeah, I guess I was a second year in college and I was the, the typically like kind of half broke, um, not really knowing what I'm doing, working part time in the supermarket as well. And I suppose once you go to college, you, you become so self-sustaining in terms of you have to cook for yourself, you know, you're making your own food. And I always loved cooking from a young age. I remember cooking with my uncle when I was 12, 13, when he was over from Australia. He was a chef, or is a chef. And then I kind of, the more I get into the cooking side of it, the more I was cooking for housemates. And they were like, oh, you should probably, you could sell these, blah, blah, blah. And initially, you kind of just, it's, it's just a throwaway comment. And then I guess I, I tried to get into... Uh, a number of Christmas markets in 2018 and eventually Kanturk which is about 20 minutes from where I'm from they accepted me because most places were kind of saying oh you'd, you'd need a recognized brand or do you know you'd need kind of some sort of um experience within the food industry so that's what started it started with a very late Friday night of making heap I think it was 96 brownies <laughs> 96 individual brownies a few large cheesecakes and kind of flapjacks and energy balls and whatnot. And yeah, a, first, a Christmas market then on the first, 2nd of December, 2018. And I suppose it was born. Wow, best Christmas present you could ever wish for. And I mean, having no business experience or no food knowledge in the actual commercial side of things. Yeah, that was exactly it. It was, I was in a lecture in college actually and I got a phone call from a number I hadn't seen. And I sent off the email and to be honest, I kind of, um, resigned to my fate that look it was going to be another email you just didn't get a response to and yeah I sent it off and phone rang during a lecture and I went out of the lecture and took it and he was saying it was a very kind of laid back men's shed Christmas market is how they were branding it and he said yeah look we'll 
more than welcome whatever it was 30 euros for a table and i was like oh god brilliant and then literally i was sitting beside my friend sam in the next lecture trying to order business cards because i was like oh god i didn't think this through at all at all literally after throwing yourself right into the deep end <laughs> ordering business cards trying to figure out what to make what kind of stock you should have and how did you figure out that how did you know how many to actually bake yeah like looking back it was absolutely it was insanity really i had no idea it was kind of we were ballparking saying god i suppose if you sold 20 brownies it'd be good you might sell two large cheesecakes in total like sell it by the slice and my mom actually she kind of it was almost a not a fate i suppose a number of months before she was on dundee just kind of scrolling or whatever and she saw a woman back in clarney was selling a lot of cake packaging and kind of food packages so like small um cardboard trays red and white pouches that anyone who bought a brownie for the first year and a half was getting them in and so that was sorted but then when it came to how much we made it was just guessing because i remember i'd we'd a pop-up table in the kitchen the night before and this was all coming from my mother's kitchen so it was chaos and it was i remember so clearly i don't know why we had 80 i think it was 85 brownies made and i was like god we better try on one more tray to bring it over the 90 and it was funny then because the next day we sold exactly the number we had the last person came up just before we finished and took the final brownie wow um wow. which is serendipity of sorts but then when it came to the rest it was just guesswork and i won't even pretend that i knew what i was doing because i had no idea and yeah i was, I was just very lucky we sold out and that comes down to kind of friends and families you know we're turning up kind of being like what is he doing here but um sure look we'll get something to eat over there but no, it was brilliant. It was a great experience. So you've just done your first market. What's in the head then? Were you in no man's land as to where am I going from here? Yeah, it was, as you said there, it was really no man's land. The first market was the 2nd of December and one woman had a cheesecake and she said, oh my God, could I get one of these for, could I order a large cheesecake for Christmas? And I was like, oh God. I remember literally rustling around the table being like, uh, I have nowhere to write this down. <laughs> but it went on a scrap of paper somewhere anyway. And I actually still have that paper, would you believe? just because I'd written everything that I needed on it. So it's in the back of a notebook. But then I got a number of orders for that Christmas, which is probably a month later, just under a month later. And luckily enough, then the orders kind of kept coming every single weekend. And then I was then I started getting orders from people I didn't know. And I was like, oh, there's something up here. I was like, it's um, revenue or something trying to suss us out. But no, then in June of 2020, 2019, sorry, I approached a new smoothie bar slash cafe, Capaboo Foods in Mill Street. And I was like, oh, my energy balls might go well here. Say, like, fit what you're doing well. Did I think they would sell? Probably not. I was kind of like, oh, I'll chance my arm. But it's something different and it's a bit of a challenge. And it was funny, even looking back now, I mentioned the red and white paper cases that we had for all the bronies. I had small plastic cups and I'd put the red, <laughs> the red paper on top with an elastic band to keep the energy balls in. It was just so unprofessional. I don't know how they agreed to it, but they did. And the end, the business card was stapled onto the front of it then. But yeah, then I suppose it was gradual. It was very slowly from then on. Um, a lot of support from friends and family kind of got us through that couple of months of no man's land. And I love the way you're mentioning that, you know, not everything was perfect at the start. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes work, you know. But from there, right, we've heard about the brownies. We've heard about the energy balls. Where did the cheesecakes come in? Yeah, so um, the brownies were number one, I guess. And at the time, you know, food trends come and go like that. 
and at the moment we've got, I suppose, cookies and whatnot are big. But I was making brownies and you'd throw it up on Instagram or whatnot and you'd get a response saying, oh my God, I'd love to try these, etc. So that's where the brownies started. Then the energy balls were, I had a huge interest in healthy food and whatnot. So I said, right, I may as well make something that I can have with a coffee. And then the cheesecakes were kind of something, the more luxurious luxurious dessert you could buy in the day. So whereas the, like this is going back to day one, but the brownies might look after the teens and the children kind of, whereas the cheesecakes are kind of your grandmother or your mother. And it's funny even looking back, as I said, I, as I say that, the role reversal is quite interesting because now it's young people who want the cheesecakes. But um, yeah, I suppose then gradually the large cheesecakes were gaining popularity over the following 12 months, 12, 18 months. And then I looked into making individual portions because a local football team asked they were doing a day out and could they get 30 individual cheesecake pots. But it was still a case of, oh God, first of all, what do I put them into? And secondly, God, how do we even begin to transport them, box them, etc.? But yeah, that's how the cheesecakes came to fruition. You're looking at it there, right? You're after setting up a business. You're in college, training to be a teacher. You've recently graduated, haven't you? I'm graduated now. Yeah, I graduated of in May of 2020. Well, I finished in May of 2020. But at that stage, I suppose I was in second year when it started. So I was working in Super Value part time, and I was doing cakes then when I went home in the evening or whatnot. And look. I was very lucky because there was orders for every weekend for the first 12 months, I think. But some of those were like, it might be one, two cheesecakes a weekend. And obviously you'd have a few busier weekends. But looking back, it was really small. But I suppose that's, you have to start like that, don't you? Yes, of course. Everyone has to start somewhere. You have your whole future ahead of the business. You know, perfection doesn't happen right away with anything. Where did you base yourself out of to actually make the cheesecakes then? So for the first two years no 18 months i suppose just up until last july it would have all been um in my mother's kitchen actually in a small corner of the kitchen once again i think she was like god he's really not giving up on this notion now so she she was scrolling done deal again looking for any avenue to get me out of her way and she came across this uh kind of trolley of sorts which had a timber worktop and two shelves underneath it was about three feet by two feet i guess and she bought that and my dad was sent off anyway to pick it up. Don't know how he got into the car. But uh, I was working away at that until July of last year. And yeah, it, it served its purpose. It's still it's in my new kitchen now at the moment, but more as an office space. It, its work is done, I think. Amazing. Yeah, tell us about the new kitchen. Um, How you moved from the corner of your mother's kitchen to your own kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, last summer it, became, it all became a bit too much, I think, for... um. To be honest, I was happy enough in the kitchen. My mother may not have been as happy in her own kitchen. 500 cheese pots up on top of the kitchen table. Yeah. Your mother's that, saying, what's going on here? That's exactly what it was. We Fridge space. It was her fridges being used. Um, so there was a gradual expansion, kind of one shop came, two shops, and then another shop, and then Clarny kind of came along. And all of a sudden, you there was orders coming in for kind of 150 cheesecake pots a day, which... Now we're kind of looking at them and be like, oh, no bother. But at the time, that was a full day's work. And everything was handmade and still is handmade, thankfully. But we've just kind of got quicker and got better at what, I suppose, what we do in terms of how we pipe them, blah, blah, blah. But it was just taking up too much space. Then when it came to storing them before they were delivered, we didn't have enough fridges. So it was, we, we have two fridges in the house. So kind of like one, 
in the utility room, one in the main kitchen. And then I was also driving up and down the road to my uncle's every probably 40 minutes <laughs> with a few more cheesecakes. And for his fridge as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just, <laughs> it was, we had a number of weeks there now, June, 20, June, July 2020, which were quite stressful to say the least. That's brilliant. But, um, that is the best. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. I bought a kitchen. It was essentially a master cabin from Cork and it's 20 feet by 10 feet. So at the time we were kind of like, gosh, this will do us for years and years and years and kitted it out then gradually. And I suppose looking back, even last January, I suppose six months before I had a kitchen, I was always kind of picking up bits like chopping boards, knives, etc. And I was like, you know, if we ever had a kitchen or if it got big enough, we can use them. And if I was getting stuff on offer, I was kind of like, you know, it'll all help. So yeah, I kitted it out then and we were fully kitted by kind of August and you're always adding bits, but it's serving its purpose at the moment, thankfully. Uh, we're just over Mother's Day weekend now, which was a bit of a tight squeeze, but we're there. And yeah, that's the future for now. So clearly the Sibley Food Company is a lover of the Hallmark holidays, such as the Father's Day, the Mother's Day, the Valentine's Day. You must find that a great boost at different times of the year for your business. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because as you're growing up, you never really take much notice of kind of, you know, like your Valentine's Day, your Mother's Day, etc. And then you get into business and you realize how big it is, like these days are because like shops are just and it was this year in particular. But I suppose I guess lockdown really helped it in terms of people just went out and <laughs> just bought, bought, bought from in every avenue from flowers, to chocolates, to cheesecakes. But yeah, it's been a great start to 2021 it's been we couldn't have written it like this that is class that is amazing you know taking advantage of those days and making the absolute most of it and from there you had to try to get into shops then so how did you go about that you know i know you had mentioned how you went from one shop to the next shop to the next shop what was your method behind it how did you do it i was very lucky and it's it's funny because i know people say oh you you need a bit of luck here and there but i just got very very lucky I've only ever approached kind of two shops and then it was kind of word of mouth and whatnot. I suppose I approached the first one, the Capaboo Foods in Mill Street and didn't hear anything back for like three weeks. And I was like, okay, that's gone. And then I was working in Superfellio for three years while I was in college. And then when I finished up there, they were kind of saying, oh, sure, we could take a cheesecake here maybe or a large cheesecake and we could sell slices. And then that was kind of the second one. And then very luckily, it kind of, I suppose different shops heard about it and it kind of started to grow a small bit now over the last couple of months in particular so i'm probably the wrong man to ask of uh, <laughs> what you do when you approach a shop but like it's the same as anything you just need to even when if they approach you it's the exact same same thing you just need to sell your product in the best way possible then look you all you always have to meet the owners and kind of bash out the terms or kind of present what you're able to do for them and which is enjoyable, like, but it's also very scary because you're meeting people who are in business for 20, 25 years and you're in it with about, what, six months? <laughs> yeah, them talking about bulk orders, barcodes, margins, profit margins, gross margins. Yeah, and sure, you're saying, come here, I just make a few cakes. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Clearly, you're doing something right anyway. I know, it's a lot of luck as well. And, like, customers are just, like, people are so supportive and it's one of the big things I've taken from it as well is that if somebody puts up that they're doing something, whether it's making photo frames or a lot of people are making candles at the moment, actually. And I suppose one of the big things I've learned is geez, if you can support them in any way at all, like do. And I always will know whether it's share, post, like it or whatever it is, because the support I received was and I'm still receiving is just incredible. And it, 
like for all the bad like people are very quick to talk people down but they never talk about all the good things that they do and even people talk themselves down but like they don't realize that if they're sharing a poster if they're in a queue for a shop or whatever like that's helping me hugely like and as we know shop owners talk too so there's a lot of referrals there and uh, when your product is good and they're selling the other shop wants to sell it and then another shop wants to sell it so yeah that's it's so true and i once again i know i keep saying i'm lucky but even the customers or people who've tried my food they're always so good to just throw you a message or say like whatever i like this one i prefer this to this and it's so helpful and it's funny because i probably had the most stressful weekend i've had <laughs> and i'd be very sorry to say i've had a stressful weekend i'm kind of like oh, that's grand but just a tough enough weekend in terms of like dealing with different people and thankfully there weren't complaints it was more so they were good complaints in terms of oh there wasn't enough stock etc i don't know how to get this across but basically you're going to have the customer is going to be more comfortable giving a bad review or complaining about something rather than coming on off their own bat and saying look hey that was brilliant thank you so much so anyone listening that's starting up in business be prepared for that it's not the end of the world you know obviously you have facebook reviews and you have people commenting online but you know it it's all a part of it um if you get everything right well fair play to you but you know there's always going to be the time where you're like oh, sugar i could have done better on that and you will have someone comment back on it but look you just have to take it as it comes and also know that there are another hundred people besides that one person that were actually happy with your service those moments are good as well because you need to like you're going to learn far more from how you react to kind of the adversity almost or the negativity than you will be from kind of people complimenting them because we all love a com- like everybody loves a compliment and everybody has an ego. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, of course, you're moving on to the next part, where is how did you actually market the business? How did you advertise it? What marketing strategies did you use? Because you're starting to become a kind of a thing on Instagram now, a couple of thousand followers. Like, you know. God. Yeah, you, you make me very conscious of whatever I post around. Like, oh, my God, a few people can see this. I suppose for me, look. I always started with kind of Instagram stories, the odd Instagram post. Then I made a Facebook page. It was funny because when I was working in Super Value, it was actually one of my colleagues at the time was like, you're going to have to make a Facebook page because like your your older clientele are not on Instagram. And that's actually the reason I started a Facebook page. I was like, do you know Instagram might do? But I've never, it's probably something I'm quite happy with. I've never actually paid for any sort of marketing. I've never got on the Instagram just sponsored posts or whatnot. I can't you can't really justify it in today's society because you've got social media and you may as well really kind of saturate that as much as you can and get as much from that before you have to pay. Because I know down the line I may have to put money into marketing. But at the moment it's just been social media and it's really like if you're if you're out there and you're thinking about starting something, like we're in the perfect generation for that. You've got TikTok now which is something like is the most insane platform in the world, really. It is the most insane platform in the world, social media-wise at the moment, because you can put out something and put very little effort into it and you could reach a couple of hundred thousand people. And But yeah, that's it. It's I've no big marketing plan. It's just the odd Instagram story, the odd Instagram post. Some people probably say I don't post enough, which is true. <laughs> but then looking at it in a different way, you're doing a lot more than what other businesses are doing, as in you are talking directly to the customer on your Instagram stories. You're making it far more personal. You're getting the people to know your business and to know you. That must clearly be working a lot for you because even when it comes to coming on and saying, look, I'll be here this time, I'll be here this time, I'll be at this shop. I mean, they're actually listening to you talk rather than reading it in a caption on a post. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's very true. I make it. I probably made it out to be Ash or just throw it up on Instagram or whatever. But I, you do have to. I'm just looking because I have the food and I kind of sell it myself as opposed to starting whatever I could be selling bricks and mortar or whatever where you can't actually have a person behind it or a group of people behind it. So that's obviously a, an advantage to have. So in business, we always talk about the rainbows and flowers and how everything is hunky-dory. But what is it that keeps you up at night? What raises the blood pressure? You know, tell us about a time there. The pressure was on, but you made it work. Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, I probably only had my first actual sleepless night over the last week to two weeks, probably, because I suppose things are just getting very busy and kind of more serious to a certain extent, because all along you're kind of just, ah, sell a few cheesecakes. But then you're like, you've got the issue of like, say, accountants, tax solicitors, etc. And sure, I'm the same as anyone really. Like I just kind of said, oh, I like making food and I like nice food. So I wasn't born with like, oh, <laughs> I'm well able to deal with all these people. But I suppose, look, it's just uh, if you start over, I know this sounds so kind of typical of someone to say, but if you start overthinking anything at all, you're always going to take the worst approach to it. And one of the big things I've kind of learned to tell myself is, right, if you're stressed about something, give it 24 hours and usually it's passed. And if it hasn't, then you have to sit down and kind of look at it. But it always passes, really, look, because whatever you're stressed about, I all, well, personally, anyway, I just remind myself, like, you're making cakes, like you're making cheesecakes, like it doesn't actually matter, you know, what you're doing, like, it doesn't matter to a certain extent. And yeah, just kind of take as late, it's very easy to say, oh, take as laid back an approach as possible but you really need to and you've to kind of remind yourself that look and i'm very bad for it that you get all worked up about oh we'll never be able to meet the, this many orders oh i have to answer these messages i have to answer these emails but like look it's a few cakes take it easy don't be so hard on yourself really because a part of your marketing strategy as you call it would be using instagram to tell your customers what time you're going to be at certain shops so, I mean, if you're going to say, okay, I'm going to be in Killarney at this certain shop for half 12, you know, yeah. if you're going to be there for half 12, you're yeah. going to have to do it some yeah, way. Yeah. And I suppose anyone who knows me knows that, God, if I say 12 o'clock, I promise you it will be 5 past 12, if not 10 past 12. I'm kind of late to most things, but I'm getting better. Well, I've been working on it for 2021. No, it's very true. And, but you mentioned something which kind of strikes a chord as well. Like, you just have to make it work, like, Say if you're going to commit to something, don't bother saying, oh, I'll never be able to do that. Just make it work because you can like you can make most things work, especially if you're the one who's instigated in terms of saying, right, I have to do this. Just make it work. Because you're not going to tell someone, oh, yeah, I'm going to have 2,000 cheesecakes there for you on Saturday. I'm going to have 1,000 for you and 500 for you unless you actually know you can fulfill those orders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. And so we've spoken about the times where it, you can become a little under pressure and... That happens with every business. But then we're going to go back to the sunshine and rainbows. We want to hear the part where you're like, yes, I have done something right. This is class. I'm enjoying uh, myself. Oh, that's a good, that's a very good question. I probably should have someone else answer that for me. That was looking in from the outside, maybe, because I'd be very slow to <clears throat> kind of give praise to myself anyway. Like, because even the few of helping me are absolutely brilliant. And without them, like, there wouldn't be, we wouldn't be achieving anything, really. So I'd be very slow to say, oh. It's unreal. But there's probably there has been a few weekends where you're kind of like, oh, that was um, interesting. I suppose last Saturday was one of them. For Mother's Day, there was just queues everywhere. And it's very, 
I suppose when you actually think about it now, on the 1st of December 2018, if you said to me, okay, what are your biggest dreams and aspirations? You'd probably say that we might sell in a number of shops. But you'd never say we'll have queues for the food in shops because that's just like, why would people queue? So I, st- I still don't understand why people queue. But um, it comes back to like having an amazing customer base. Like they're the best in the business, literally the best in the business. And yeah, th- like we were in Clarny, Super Value in the market in Cantork. Like people are so good, they queue no matter what the weather and with their kids, etc. And I suppose there is a, there's been a number of moments where you say, oh my God. And then of course, like the message, you get the odd message where it says, oh, I'm from, there was one this morning, someone from London was posted energy balls and they were like, oh, they were absolutely brilliant. Wow, my head is going ding, ding, ding. That's another avenue for you to go down posting the energy balls. And I know you've already branched into this and fair play because I'd say you haven't seen half of what this is going to become. <sighs> Genie backers, I don't know. Best of luck, Matthew boy. This is going to be epic. At the weekend, I was watching an Instagram story for Central Shop and Clarny that you supply to. And I just laughed because I said, wow, they're after putting a member of staff outside to manage the queues to go and get your cheesecakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it was crazy. It looked like a manic. And obviously, you know... To keep everything um, above board with uh, COVID-19 and regulations and social distancing. And I was just kind of thinking, this is amazing. I can't wait to interview this fella on Monday, you know. Um, because, I mean, if you can go to the shop and you're not even there yet. And you have people there that are literally waiting for you to walk in the door to go and get the cheesecakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, but it comes back, like, even the suppliers say in terms of the shops and cafes that I work with. Like, they're so good even because for just planning like they'll always have the fridges ready and whatnot and it comes down to stuff like especially at the moment with covid they're so careful of the two meters etc and but like even by having someone there it's very it's it's a weird um it's something it's very weird to think of but i'm sure it wasn't just cheesecakes they were surely going in for a bottle of wine or something far more important at the same time i'm learning a pile from your instagram stories because as I said, it's very personal and you're sharing the whole experience. You've recently started to stock in Limerick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose we've partnered up with the Good Food Outlet in Bally Simon. And it's probably an avenue for the summer more so than anything when there's a small bit more time on my side. And one of the big things that I'm quite adamant about, and I wouldn't be kind of strict about anything, I'm very like, I'll, I'm open to everything, is that if we're partnering with someone, they're, they're kind of the best at what they do. Say we've Yum Cafe in Cantorca, who was nominated there last week for um cork business of the year um the centres and clarity you were just mentioning there if you've been in there i'm sure you have they're brilliant hickeys or at more is just it's a one stop for everything and the same with every single sh- place from belly daily to mill street but when the good food outlet texts me mary she was kind of saying oh maybe we could do this and i was saying transport's an issue and then we actually tried to post a few energy balls <laughs> and we have a small kind of system going now but hopefully we'll expand that in the summer as well yeah Amazing. A lot of positive growth there. Um, and going back to Sibley, where did the name come from? Oh, yeah, this is this, <laughs> this is something I'm going to look back on in probably six months time. And be like, oh, my God, because I'm already starting to be like, oh, God. But my goal at the very start was to set up a, co- a food company where you could get high quality, healthy snacks. Because I found them so difficult to get in college. You're always kind of going for like the full fill bar or whatnot. <clears throat> But I was kind of looking for something different. So it was going to be a play on the Eat Responsibly food company. So I'd be taking out the Eat Respond and leaving Sibley food company. And yeah, so 
It's not one of these glamorous, um, has so much meaning and depth behind it. But yeah, that's how it started. And I can't really change it now. Oh, I definitely couldn't have guessed that. I thought it was that your siblings, that you were having all your siblings, you know, being involved in the business. Yeah, I was totally wrong. I'm assuming I'm not the only one that thinks that. Am I right? Yeah, everyone thinks that. And it's I hadn't thought about it until a few people started saying to me. And I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Because like my two sisters and my brother work now. And sure, it's as I was saying, like if you didn't have everyone on board, it wouldn't work at all. But yeah, no, it was meant to be a healthy food company. And that, <laughs> that didn't go to plan. I wouldn't be too worried about that. I'd much prefer eat a cheesecake than eat something healthy. So that's fine with me. But um, after setting up the business, looking back in it, where was your support bracket? Did you go to the likes of the local enterprise office? Was your family, friends? Yeah, it was it was family and friends, really, to be honest. I did, I've never gone for, towards like grants or whatnot as of yet. Uh, I, I probably should have, but I've just, I was probably too stupid not to. So it was really family and friends. It was a case of like dad would drop a cake here, or I'd go the other way, or mom would Toronto trade brownies. While I was doing a cheesecake, it was very kind of thrown together at the start. And it's still, ver- don't get me wrong, it's still very thrown together. <laughs> but it's, it is, it, we're getting there in terms of kind of the smooth runnings of the operation now. But like everything, it comes with experience and you can't, you're not going to be perfect on day one and you won't be perfect on day 100 either. But it's just to use your experience and kind of don't don't get too much hassle from it as i was saying <laughs> as i was saying don't overthink it yeah just like i'm trying to not overthink doing this podcast uh very first episode just want to say that again in case anyone's <laughs> like being totally critical no you you have a huge amount of effort put in there's a microphone in the post and all it's incredible so best luck with all this now i will get better at this um but yeah it is totally new to me new avenue i haven't a clue what i'm doing but i'm just going to make the most of it and just as i said youtube tiktok google the majority of it so matthew being a teacher and also being the owner of the sibley food company how are you going to balance the two jobs how are you going to have a work-life balance how are you going to manage everything what's the long-term goal here yeah first of all there's very little balance unfortunately i suppose you do both but there's very little kind of oh downtime at the moment. But just look, it's a great complaint because if there was a lot of downtime, something's wrong somewhere, or something's not getting enough attention, which probably comes back to being a bit OCD, OCD about certain things. But look, yeah, going forward, how many chances are you going to get with a food company? I'm, I'm kind of between a rock and a hard place. Whether you continue teaching, whether you give it a go, but you don't have to. I suppose that's one thing as well that when it comes to small businesses or whether you should take the chance you don't have to just commit to your small business and just solely be all about small business obviously it's great to be behind it or whatnot but you kind of like the teaching's fine on side and there's plenty of time to get it all in i'm just probably bad with my time i'm, I'm sure if i had someone else who was here who was very good with their time they'd be like oh it's grand but i'm just bad with time god if you ask my family and friends now you'd get a few um a few <laughs> a few questionable responses I'm just going to turn people off any sort of business forever here. But at the moment, look, there's a lot of setting up in terms of we're still not fully set up as a business. There's always an email to go back to in terms of the what your actual structure of the business is or whatnot. And you have to register with CRO, the HSE, etc. There's very little kind of life at the moment. But the plan for the summer is to kind of have a set eight to six day 
or eight to seven or whatever it has to be. I absolutely do believe in going all in on something, but you have you do have to have the balance, and that's a shift in mindset I've probably had over the last six months where I was kind of like, do you know what? I can do this until I burn out, and then I've probably come close a few times or been very sick, just not even sick, but just like broken down, barely get out of bed, dehydrated, this kind of stuff, and like a hangover, like you'd have some days where you just kind of feel hungover almost. And that's the time we need to learn to pull back. But it is it is demanding. But I suppose every day, with every day, you're getting slightly closer to getting that balance. I'm probably someone who'd always chase the balance and never achieve it. But who knows? We might get there someday. <laughs> where do you see the Sibley Food Company in the future? What's your goal? What's your end goal? Where would you like to see it going? Oh, God. You, you, this is where you have to be very careful because you're either bringing people in for a serious letdown or just underestimating what you're able to do but no if it continue if i can continue to do what we've been doing with everybody on board for the last six 12 months it will be brilliant obviously one of the big goals is to expand because we i know we've people in shirley we've people in malo we've people in cork city that can't get the products very easily right now so that's a big aim next and then sure look um there's always there's always that thought in the back of your head of how far you can actually go with it but then it comes to just different ideas in terms of different fun things i'd like to do you get messages from like oh roscommon or may or somewhere and it's like gotta be funny if we did kind of a nationwide tour or something or we'd one cafe in every um we'd one cafe in every kind of county at some stage even for only like one weekend just to kind of take off the counties we've three counties done so far but we we might if we could double that by the end of 2021, it'd be great. But yeah, look, there's, as I said, there's no big pressure and I'd be someone who'd put pressure on myself. But it's good to just like say, do you know what? It'll be fine. Stay tuned for the Sibley Food Company with all their pop-up shops nationwide. Yeah. Oh God, I don't know now. It could be <laughs> a glorious downfall as well. So we'll see. But yeah, no, the pop-up thing is definitely something I'd like to do just for kind of for the fun of it more than anything. And just to see more of the country as well create a bit of a buzz you know that's what it's all about yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly yeah so Matthew I'm going to put you on the spot something interesting that no one knows about you <laughs> oh god uh I don't know how mundane I'm going to end up sounding here now but I'm very I can get very superstitious at times and very random times as well like I have this thing where um every night before I go to sleep I have to flip my pillow um you know, like <laughs> almost not even the cold side of the pillow I just have to flip it even if both sides are perfectly cold um that's one of the very mundane things but yeah um i'm also a serious list maker in terms of i'll make a list about the smallest things i have a list on my phone at the moment in notes with all the you know the circles you can tap to fill them in and it's just ocd central taking those off gives me a buzz like nothing else could, <laughs> could ever possibly do i'm a professional list maker but i don't actually end up ticking them off i have a list as long as my arm yeah but i end up saying like oh yeah i have this yeah. to do i have this to do i have this to do but then the following day, then I look at the list and I'm like, yeah, I still have what I got to do yesterday. And then you're still working to like trying to fit everything in, you know? Yeah, I think uh, the majority of list makers are the same. It's everything goes on the list, but not much of the list actually gets um, attention. So look, looking back over this whole conversation, you know, what do you feel for someone listening here that is thinking of setting up a business? They're nervous about it. You know, I've got many swipe ups on the Instagram and the Bistrepreneur Podcast uh, Instagram page basically saying, you know, how would you set it up? I'm on the verge. I want to set this up. I want to set that up. You know, what advice have, have you got for them? You just have to go for it, really. I was someone who kind of probably put it off and put it off. And I was like, oh, the perfect, like, do not wait for the perfect moment because the perfect moment will not come. And 
especially if you're someone who's going into something, you're, you're, I guarantee you, you're waiting for the perfect moment. And from the outside, I probably would have said, oh, Christmas market, Kentark is very local. That's definitely not the perfect moment. But you have to just go for it and you need to test yourself as well because if you can do it when there's local people watching and you're kind of like, oh God, I know this person, I know this person. You can do it when the world is watching almost. So you really just need to throw yourself into it. And don't worry about, oh, I have to get an accountant. I have to, how do I keep books? Like YouTube is probably the best resource you'll ever find. It's better than any school you will ever go to. I watch a zillion, well, sorry, I listen to a zillion YouTube videos a day. And the amount of stuff you can learn and even from people who've brought it to the very top of their businesses like you've got ben francis there who puts his who owns gymshark and he puts up videos with loads of different stuff and then you've got the people who failed which you arguably learn more from but you just have to bite the bullet and go for it and don't worry about oh i'm not able to do this because you'll learn i wasn't able to do actually there's people listening to this who's, who are probably saying i'm still not able to do <laughs> um like keep the books etc but you just learn and there's no better way of doing it than just throw yourself in and go for it that's definitely one challenge i found myself is the books trying to keep accounts and trying to know what the accountant is actually talking about because i have not one utter notion i did a business marketing degree and there was a, a module in it accounting i failed it i yeah. could not understand <laughs> what they were talking about so but like you're not meant to you know if you're whether you're 15 or 25 if that's not what you're doing you're not meant to know all about books the same as everybody else they have to learn and do not believe anyone who's saying oh sure you just know it they like the people who are owning these multi-million euro businesses they didn't know it either they had to learn it someday um so don't be a bit afraid of saying jesus i have no idea i'm gonna ask somebody who knows a bit more than me always ask questions as well because even if i ever get questions i try to get back to the majority of them and a lot of people get like some very weary voice notes from me at some stage and they're like why is he sending me a voice note <laughs> But um, like I'm the I'm probably the wrong person to ask about business. But there's so many people out there, and I'm sure a lot of your future guests will be far better if you've got an issue or a query about business. And so many people are so helpful. So take complete advantage of it as well. At the moment, I'm helping two startup businesses set up. So registering their business name, setting up bank accounts, trying to be creative with their ideas, trying to motivate them, trying to give them new ideas for their business. And I told both of them, TikTok. Go to TikTok, type it in and just learn, 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 learn. A lot of people think TikTok is just for like dancing, but it's not. It's definitely not. Dancing doesn't actually come up in my feed at all. It learns after a while what you like and it just shows you that. So mine, it comes up entrepreneurship, interiors, cars. It comes up about like websites, mortgages. Um, yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah, it's brilliant. So Matthew, before we finish up this podcast, tell our listeners where they can find you and also where they can buy your product yeah so instagram is matzer it's m-a-t-t-z-z-e-r uh yet to make a business page but that might come eventually it probably won't um on facebook then you can find it the sibley food company tiktok is matzer as well and we have a website coming in the coming weeks at it's going to be the sibley.ie we are very certain on making it .ie for the irish um hint of it hint within it and yeah I, then in terms of where you can pick up some food we've got three stores in clarney all with the sheen group the porterhouse restaurant also um capaboo foods in mill street in cork super value in the market yum cafe Canturk, belly daily food store and we have hickey central Ratmore as well which is really really ideal for a lot of people because it's in the middle of everywhere almost 
And yeah, that's it. Um, if you could pick something up, it'd be great. And obviously let me know your thoughts. And as you we were mentioning already, let me know what you didn't like about it as well. And you might get a, a passive aggressive response, but your look. <laughs> I know you mean well, and I, I promise I actually mean well as well. Listen, thank you very much, Matthew, for being my very first guest of the Bishopreneur podcast. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed the last hour. It was a bit of a laugh and we've just got to talk and just to talk out your whole story. And hopefully someone listening to this podcast today came away with a bit of um, motivation and drive vibes, you know, just to kind of like to push them along. There's been a lot of people that have sent me a message saying they're just on the edge of starting up a business. So look, if this helped... I'm happy. Yeah, massively. No, Kevin, thanks a million and best luck with this. I can't wait to see where it goes. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning into the second episode of the Bishopreneur Podcast. I really appreciate it. It's a huge learning curve for me trying to figure out how to edit and all that. Plus, we're on Instagram. Check it out, Bishopreneur Podcast. Give us a follow. And also, I'd really appreciate if you like, subscribe, rate, review, screenshot, put on your story, whatever it is, all that good stuff. And I look forward to being back on here next week with our second guest for episode three of the Bishop Podcast. Thank you.